All right. This one's a bit of a weird one. So, the asteroid that ended the dinosaurs was technically the highest ratio of killing birds to one stone in Earth's history. So, if anything, the whole terminology of killing two birds with one stone, well, this asteroid beat it by a factor and more. And that's it, really. Like, there's nothing else beyond that. I know, normally I usually have something else to say and it's, you know, some blown up shit that, you know, just comes along with the story. But, I don't know, this is this is pretty much a one-liner. Like, I don't have that much to talk about, you know, to use as an intro. Because for some reason, everyone's been talking about the baby and the shit that he did on stage the other time. And people are busy cancelling him left, right and centre. And honestly, from all of this, I'm starting to wonder how much sucking dick at a parking lot as a guy carries in terms of power. Because how how much are people going to talk about and cancel this guy? Like, Mance has apologized even officially. Like, I don't even see why the hell it is people are still cancelling him and making sure that he doesn't get festival performances. Like, as of the time of this recording, he's been cancelled from at least three of them, and I know one of them is actually pretty big. And I'm just wondering... Why is it that people are still catching a feeling over him not having the love for people who suck dick in a parking lot? Like, is it just that? Because I know there's people who've said a lot of insensitive shit about uh, different communities here and there, different people who are suffering from different diseases, and usually an apology works. But with the baby, it's like now they want to take it to the next level. Man's has apologized on a song. Mans has apologized on Instagram stories. Mans has put out an official statement on his socials. Like, what else do you guys need at this point? Like, you guys are canceling concerts for him. Like, it doesn't even make sense at this point. Because, frankly, I've never thought sucking dick can actually have this much power, save for that one time when Monica Lewinsky went and sucked off Bill Clinton. Like, that's the one time when I thought that sucking dick actually carries power. But besides that story, I've never really thought that it would carry that much power. But simply talking about sucking dick in a parking lot and not showing love for it? Like, do y'all really love it that much? Because... You can say that it's because of the whole statement with the HIV and AIDS and shit, but I'm disputing that shit. People have said insensitive shit about diseases like HIV and AIDS and other things tons of times before, and usually they manage to get it off with an apology here and an apology there, and, you know, probably donating to some charity or some shit. So you can't tell me that that's the reason. Like, if the LGBT society is becoming this strong and this powerful, yo, at this rate, I'm actually gonna start getting scared and shit. But anyways, luckily my features aren't being cancelled and you know my podcast isn't being cancelled. So I might as well start it so in typical fashion. Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man whose power is not restricted by the ability to suck dick in a parking lot. I don't know, I just figured I was just gonna say it there. He is a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple and I usually like to repeat it each and every time, even on this last episode as we prepare to go on break because it's something that I feel that each and every one of y'all should know so that just in case you want us to discuss something, you can send it. And it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. 
you send it to the DMs of at Bagaka the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and handle it accordingly. On Facebook and Instagram, if you happen to find a tweet there, which happens to be a screenshot or a screen grab of some sort, then you can send it to the DMs of at Breaktime on website, and I will take it and handle it accordingly. Now, speaking of the last episode, this happens to be the last episode of Tweet Street and pretty much the last episode of the regular continuous series of 12 episodes that Breaktime on Westside usually provides. And from here on out, we will be for the next four weeks doing the Fan of a Fan series where I go ahead and I collaborate with different fans and different people and we get to discuss on different topics. Some of them might have a part one and a part two. But either way, y'all stay tuned because these episodes will be coming through for the next four weeks. Now, moving it on, I do want to get into the tweets, but before I do that, there is a bit of news. Now, if y'all remember last week, I was busy talking about Dr. Dre and how, you know, he was ordered to pay 300k to his ex-wife, Nicole Young. And I was busy making a joke about covering only, you know, a bit of the entertainment budget or a couple of things here and there. Now, someone else has been forced to pay not 300 but $400,000 to their ex-wife. And the man is none other than Khloe Kardashian's Viagra-popping ex-husband, Lamar Odom. Now, fortunately, it's not a 400k per month payment. It's 400k at once that he's supposed to give to his ex-wife. And, you know, it's 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 a bit of a relief. It's, it's a lot better than Dr. Dre's situation, where he has to pay 300k every single month. But that aside though, that aside, while I was reading this entire story about Lamar Odom and having to pay out money, like it reminded me of a Reddit post that was actually posted up on Twitter. So I, I figured let me pull it out and let me read it out to you. Just so you can kind of get why it is that a lot of guys are very against marriage nowadays. And you know, against this entire idea of, you know, child support and divorce and shit. So the title is, you can legally kick out your own child at 18 with nothing but be forced to take care of another adult you want nothing to do with after divorce. Now, the story reads, My mom and stepdad kicked my twin sisters out when they turned 18. I was 15 at the time. They had to stay in a motel and finally got an apartment. Looking back now that I'm 42, it's pretty fucked up and not sure why they did it because they didn't do it to me, who's a guy, and my stepdad and I didn't really get along until I was probably in my late 20s or 30s and had moved out. Here's the thing. A lot of guys right now are very against marriage because of this. Like the idea of you're getting married to somebody who could possibly walk out with half your shit is something that's very, very scary to a lot of people. And the thought of that will probably make guys decide, you know what, I might as well go put a baby in someone else's belly and then, you know, give a payment here and there as opposed to getting married. Because as long as I can take care of the kid, then it shouldn't be a problem because even though she takes me to court, as long as I can prove that I'm taking care of the child, then I'm okay. Now, does that mean that we should abandon marriage? No. But for those of us that do, then this is a pretty big reason why quite a number of the ones that do choose to abandon marriage as men actually choose to do so. But that being said, I actually do have a bunch of tweets to talk about, so I might as well probably get into that. So on to the first tweet. Your girlfriends are being banged outside here and y'all are still trying to hold tight with relationships. Y'all are better men than me. One of the pros of being single is 
You will never worry about where she is, who she's hanging out with, and what she's doing with her JJ. Her JJ is hers. Unlimited peace of mind if you ask me. Now, I would like to come out and term this as bullshit. Okay, not entirely bullshit. This is like half bullshit. Because while I don't actually think that what he's saying is wrong, he's not necessarily right about everything that he said here. Because, okay, yes, when you look at relationships, yes, they can come with quite a bit of stress. But when you think about it long term, like if you have a good, healthy relationship, then usually at some point you do actually get quite a bit of peace of mind. Definitely way more peace of mind than being single. And I'm saying this as somebody who's been both single and in a relationship. And no lie, I've actually enjoyed both of them. Because here's the thing. When you talk about, yes, you know, there's shorties out here that are being banged left, right and center, blah, blah, blah. Like, it is true. Yes, there's a ton of babes that are cheating on their mans with some other dude. But that doesn't mean that all of them are. There's actually quite a number of loyal babes that are out there. There's quite a number of them that are faithful. Yes, there are some that emotionally cheat on you as well, but that's besides the point. Definitely, you know, you're still the guy that's laying the goods. So technically, whether she's emotionally cheating or not, I think as long as she's with you, you're good for the most part. But that being said, I will say that yes, being single does carry a certain level of peace of mind, but your peace of mind is just as disturbed as the person that's in a relationship. Because the person in a relationship, like the pros of it are pretty simple. You can pretty much have the peace of mind of knowing that there's somebody that loves you and cares for you just the same way you feel for them. And, you know, if you guys have been doing it for quite a while and, you know, the both of y'all are faithful, hell, y'all can even go raw and enjoy that shit. And yes, maybe sometimes you might have to account for things like safe days and when she's on her period and shit, which you don't necessarily have to when someone else is single. And, you know, he has a bit of pussy to hit here and there. But... The thing is, you can still have the peace of mind when you're in a relationship. Because when you're a single person, there's also that lack of peace of mind that comes in when it's like you want to hit a babe, but there's no babes that can let you hit at the time. Like, the only times when you're going to be happy as a single person is when you either have a lot of it or, or more like you're content with the amount of pussy or dick that you're going to be getting, you know, depending on gender and sexuality, or you have none and you're quite content with having none like you're good you don't care about having anyone else but if you're in that mid zone which the most of us are in where it's like you want to hit but there's not that much there for you to hit or there's nothing for you to hit then whatever it is that you call peace of mind i don't know what the hell that is like that's not peace of mind so frankly i think there's a ton of people that actually do end up happy in relationships Yes, there's a lot of people that will cheat in relationships. And frankly, I feel like as a guy, if you've been cheated on, take your L and move on. There is no need to get back at somebody. There is no need to start fighting or, you know, going into a bender and losing your shits or, you know, losing your life over some shit. Like if you've been cheated on, take your L and move on. And probably at that point, you can go after your ex's friends and possibly bang them. Especially if she was the one on the wrong and she was the one that's been cheating on you consistently and they knew about it and they didn't like what she did. Oh my goodness, you can go and clap her friend's cheeks all the live long day. Because this is one of those situations where it's like a shoulder to cry and becomes a dick to ride on. 
Except in this case, it's her shoulder and you'll be crying on it and then she'll be riding on your dick. So in a sense, it actually does seem like a bit of a win. And the best part about it is, hell, if you've been feeling one of her friends, then god damn it, you might as well just get a pretty good chance at it. Cause damn, if a shorty sees that a good nigga is going to waste like that, she's, she's definitely gonna snap up that opportunity. Just saying, just saying. But anyways, don't look forward to that shit. Just move the fuck on. Like, you don't have to go for the friends. Just move the fuck on. And hopefully, after a bit of healing, you will be able to date again and you will find the person that appreciates you for the man that you actually are. But that being said, relationships are actually a good option and quite a number of you should actually try them out before you discount it like this guy did. But anyways, that being said, on to the next tweet. My biggest fear in a relationship is everyone looking at me like, if only you knew. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of think about this and to a certain degree, I don't know if this is probably my biggest fear in a relationship because this is this is actually a woman who came in to write this and I can totally get that, especially when when like your friends look at you that way and they're like, oh, if only she knew that her man's has probably been screwing us like I can get how bad that can be. But I think personally, from a guy perspective, there's quite a number of fears that you know probably might creep up if you ever think about fears that would be huge in a relationship one there's the inability to provide although that one is more of like when you're at like marriage level or long-term relationship level but i think personally for me my biggest fear in a relationship is her cheating on me and her being so disrespectful that i can end up walking in on her and she won't even stop or feel remorseful I think that's probably my biggest fear. Although the other one is probably her not necessarily cheating on me, but me ending something so special and so good and actually being the problem. Like, I think that's something that I fear. I wouldn't call it my biggest fear, but it's one of those ones that kind of goes up to the top. And it's something that I don't think a lot of people think about because you're like, you know what if you end the relationship if the relationship ends it's usually like shared or it's the other person's fault people rarely ever think about it being their fault like on a personal level and i think for me i'd hate to be the reason why my woman decided to leave me and you know it's something that i probably could have changed and i didn't listen like i think that's one of those fears that i have but I'd probably want to hear what other people fear in in terms of when they're in a relationship. Like, what's your biggest fear? Like, hit me up on IG, Twitter. Just tell me what your biggest fear in a relationship is. Like, I honestly do want to know because I feel like people rarely ever talk about such shit. But anyways, that being said, on to our final tweet. Your biggest downfall is men. After making it in life, you like to eat with women you never starved with. I don't know. Mm, To a certain degree, I agree. I disagree with it. Like, you could look at it a bunch of different ways. And there's the very common one that everyone uses. And I also stand by the principles of, you know what? If you starve together, you eat together. And it's something that I stand by. It's something that I believe in. It's something that I believe a lot of people do believe in. You know, save for the sleazeballs here and there that will want to get up and, you know, toss you out or drop you down. Like, those ones, special case. But for most people, if you starve together, you eat together. Pretty simple. And 
you will find that quite a number of people will do that. But at the same time, you kind of have to think about the come up for a little bit because the people that you starve with might not necessarily be the people that are good for you. Because there was actually one very interesting comment that I saw on this tweet that really made me quite interested in this entire outlook and topic. Because the guy said, and I quote, a woman you starve with could be your source of misfortune. Once you upgrade, upgrade your women too. End quote. And to a certain degree, I kind of agree with him. Because there's times when the babe that you're with is actually the person that's pulling you down. Just the same way when you're on the come up as a guy, there's the homies that you're with that could be pulling you down. And it doesn't mean that once you make it, you also have to feed them as well. Like just because the plates there and you know now you're making money, now you can, you know, fill up the plate and everything. It doesn't mean that you have to have everyone getting a piece of it. And I feel as though, yes, while there are some people that will get up to the top and drop their woman, I do believe that once you get to the top, if you've managed to get to the top with your woman and she's been supportive the entire time, then by all means, continue with her. If you drop her, then I don't know. It feels a bit sleazy to a certain degree because if she was a source of misfortune, if she was a problem, then you should have dropped her in the process of you coming up not necessarily when you had already gotten up. Although at the same time, I wouldn't fault somebody for actually discovering that their woman was a source of misfortune once they had already gotten up. It's just that at that point, it becomes a lot harder for you to actually prove that you're dropping this babe because she was a source of misfortune or because you've leveled up and now you have more chances to get, you know, better things and better babes and better ass and shit. Like, that's just how I look at it. But either way, if you do get to the top with somebody and they were supportive, then keep them. If they want, drop them. Anyways, that being said, um, I think I have a couple more minutes that I can throw into one more tweet. So on to the final tweet of this season. Now, this tweet was more of a reply and the original tweet said, and I quote, my happily married 40 plus year old colleague was swallowing P2 in the morning and never have I ever been that jealous. And to this tweet, this lady quoted and replied, Marriage is a scam, especially for women. She must be suffering so much to take such risk. Okay, now I want to get into the whole marriage being a scam thing. So let me just try and deal with this original tweet first. Now. Her swallowing P2 could be for both good and bad reasons. Probably they decided to bang in the morning with her husband and you know she wasn't on safe days. So why not go and take it? I totally understand it. I don't think P2 or at least the emergency pill is only for single people or only for people who aren't married. I think married people should also take it because it's a contraceptive and it's an emergency pill. And if it's an emergency situation, then you know, go take it. But at the same time, it could also be because maybe she decided to go and get fucked in the morning because, you know, much as she might seem happily married, she probably isn't. And the guy that she's cheating with, she probably likes him to the point that she'll let him hit it raw or maybe she likes to get it raw or some shit. And she's swallowing P2 because, you know, she doesn't want to have the kid and have to go through that whole cycle of problems with the man's and, you know, the husband and shit. But that aside... Now let's move on to the whole marriage being a scam. Now, a lot of people nowadays are kind of against marriage. And the funny thing is, I was even discussing it earlier on, on this same podcast about people and getting married and not being for it. 
and funny enough i was also talking about it on battle of the sexes that just came in before this episode of tweet street so to a certain degree i do think a ton of people don't like marriage but i don't think it's because it's a scam because i honestly don't think it's a scam i think a lot of marriages today and i think a lot of people's ideas of marriages are defective but marriage in and of itself isn't necessarily a scam uh to take a quote from what a lot of people used to say about high school about university campus life and shit it's what you make of it and to be very honest there's a lot of people that have made very defective marriage situations happen because you find that there is the modern man that wants the traditional woman that can cook and clean for him and the woman isn't ready to do that then there is the modern woman that wants the traditional man but she's not ready to become the traditional woman then we have the modern man that wants the modern woman to allow him to go and bang other people and she'll stay silent as long as she's well taken care of and yet the modern woman won't do that and there's the modern woman that wants the man to start stepping up a little bit more as a father you know stepping up being in quotes and you know maybe take paternity leave and take care of the kids while this guy is trying to fight and get a promotion or you know probably stop working and become a house husband because her career seems to be taking off a little bit more and the modern man still with the traditional thinking and you know some level of ego there decides not to do that so to a certain degree there's a lot of people that will have a lot of these loggerhead arguments and shit and Everything that I've just mentioned are merely examples. But at the end of the day, marriage nowadays isn't about hierarchy or what a man's role is and what a woman's role is because nowadays there's men that can change a baby's diaper. There's women that are going to work and they're excelling in their careers and fields. So essentially, it should be more of, you know, working to add to and assisting each other to grow and companionship that comes from a good friendship and a certain amount of respect for each other which i think there's too many people that are so self-centered in what it is that they want that they do not want to consider coming to a compromise with what the other person wants and also having these conversations before the marriage but then again i could be wrong about this so i want to know your thoughts on this on twitter it is at bagaka the d you can send me your thoughts comments and feedback there on facebook and instagram you can slide into the dms of at break time on west side on facebook or at break time on west side on instagram thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of the episode and thank you so much for listening to this season of tweet street if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break take care